0: Welcome to North Valley Church's Sermon Podcast. We are in a series titled The Next Journey. If you are interested in North Valley Church or our sermon podcast, you can find us on our website, nvcmd.org. All right, happy New Year. <clears throat> so lots of people think about New Year's in times of, hey, let me rethink this, and maybe maybe you come up with New Year's resolutions, right? Sometimes we get into places and moments and seasons in our life where we kind of realize, oh, you know what? I've been moving in this direction, and now I want to take a turn. And and we do something and and grab the rudder, That's our life, and we give it a yank in a certain direction because we want to change the trajectory. Maybe it's a big yank, maybe it's a little yank, but we to have moments when we do that. For me, I can look back when I was doing my college degree stuff. I was enrolled in the master's program for religion, and I remember having a conversation with uh, Pastor Jay Beard, who's now the pastor of First Baptist Church in Thermont. Jay had walked into my office and said something about, well, you're you're the counseling expert. What would you recommend as a book I should read? And I, it just hit me. It's like, "Oh, oh yeah, I do counseling stuff, don't I?" And in that moment, in that I, the conversation sticks in my head, because that's the moment I said, I'm going to grab the rudder and I'm going to give it a yank." And instead of pursuing a, a master's degree in religion, which would have been the next step towards getting a Master's of divinity, blah, 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 if you care about any of that stuff <clears throat> Instead of getting a master's in religion, I got I changed my um, degree pursuit, and, and I ended up getting a master's in pastoral counseling. And it was all based on that conversation. It was a moment where I grabbed the rudder, and I changed the trajectory in my life. So that sounds kind of cool and big. There's other things that happen for us, maybe, maybe smaller but still just a big deal. I, I like spending time outdoors. I went to a season where I was running. I have actually run a marathon. I used to like to spend time outside. I used to think I used to like to hike, and but I did it in sneakers, right you can do stuff in sneakers but if you're hiking in sneakers it's kind of whippy whippy wimpy. right you're what you're doing is you're walking on the CNO canal and you're thinking you're going for a hike and it's not not really the same thing i discovered boots i'm like oh my gosh i walked into an REI store it changed my life right <laughs> it changed her bank account I realized you can get boots and go into much more severe terrain, and in that moment, I made an intentional change and I started investing in um, hiking and backpacking stuff. If you're going to go on a, you can get away with lots of hikes for with a pair of sneakers, but if you're going on a three to five day backpack, but you're going to want a real pair of hiking boots. On that season, I grabbed the rudder and I changed the trajectory of our life, of my life. We can do that for all the moments that we have, for all the things that we're experiencing. I'm talking about cool things like college degrees and wanting to go hiking. But you know what? Sometimes we experience things in our past that are not pleasant. And when we're experiencing those things and we're wrestling with them, we're conscious adults with mostly able to control our life. We have an opportunity to either let those things of the past define us or we can define who we want to be. And we can grab the rudder and make a change. Maybe you want to make a change based on some good things that are going on. But you know what? And I can briefly say um, there are some things that happened in the environment I grew up in and things my mom and dad embedded in me. I, this past summer, exposed some of that enough that I had to grab the rudder and change the direction of my life. It's appropriate times for us to do this. The thing I want us to get our arms around today is our past influences who we are. Our past influences who we are. However, it does not need to define us. We get to wake up every morning and make a decision of who we want to be. We can wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to slide into the same old thoughts and habits and distress that I experienced yesterday. Or I can wake up in the morning and go, I am going to do something different. I'm going to make a change and grab the rudder and make a change. You can do those things individually. Maybe this season that we're going to be talking about changes for North Valley Church, maybe this is an opportunity for you to say, You know what? I have been drifting a bit. And I think that God is talking to me and I need to grab this rudder and I need to give it a jiggle. And I need to get it moving more in the direction that God is calling me to move. Maybe for some of us, that will be the first step of saying, I think I need to become a follower of Christ. I think I need to say, it's more about what Jesus wants for me than for myself. That we recognize that he lived 2,000 years ago, died on a cross to open the door, restore our relationship with him, and we put our faith and trust in him, receive his forgiveness and his leadership in our life, we can be forever changed. It's a moment where we grab the rudder and change the direction in our life. Cooler yet, in that moment, we also recognize that Jesus rose from the dead, and that He promised us that same resurrection. Which, by the way, we'll be spending some time talking about this Easter. So maybe if that you feel God tugging on your heart about that, man, maybe this t- today or in the coming weeks, you, as we talk about grabbing the rudder for North Valley Church and giving it a little tug, maybe it's time for you to do the same. So we can do that individually, but as I'm alluding to, we can do it for, nor- for corporately. Together, as a group, we can say, we are going to change. We're going to grab the rudder and give it a little tug and start moving in a different direction. And I am like uber excited about today's sermon because we are going to grab the rudder and give it a tug. Today's the first day of a new direction for North Valley Church. The next part of our journey that God's been got that's God's puka tapa ta ta ta. I'd like to invite the band back up. <clears throat> Did I say I was excited? That God's got us on together. But like I've segued from, it has to do with our past. Our past influences who we are today. It just does. For better or for worse, it has influence. So today, as we start to grab this rudder and give it a little jiggle, I want to take the day and talk about where we've been. For those of you who have been around North Valley for a year or four, this will all be, oh, yeah, um, I've heard most of this before. Some of it, when I get towards the latter half of the sermon, you haven't heard before. That's what the fun and exciting part of it. You're going to, to listen to me today, grab the rudder, and give it a jiggle. But we're going to do some review today about where we've been and how we got here. Where we've been, we're just we've been a church for a church in the big church world. We've only been here for a little over four years. Right, so we're kind of fresh and new and still figuring things out. It's, it's all been very fun. Before all of this was North Valley Church, it was Myersville Baptist Church. Myersville Baptist Church is absolutely part of our past and who we've been. In Isaiah 46, 9, We are encouraged to remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there's no one like me. It is worth reviewing our past, especially if we can look backwards and go, oh my gosh, God's done all these cool things. I can see God's hand working. When I can see those moments, it's affirming. It's exciting. And I can go, man, God has been walking with our journey. And when we see that, it gives us confidence to know that we're not just floundering and wandering on our own. God's been in this So, I just want to take a few moments this morning and do a little history of where we came from. Myersville Baptist Church, MBC, it existed for 50 years. It was a 50 year old church. Myersville Baptist Church, after they, myersville Baptist Church constructed this building 30 years ago, right? So, they were a church plant for 20 years before they were able to do something like construct this building. So, you know, it's been a long time. They've been around for 50 years. However, in 2019, in that summer, a thing happened at Myersville Baptist Church, which I have affectionately termed the train wreck there was a tra- train wreck. wrecks happened in churches. It's not pretty fun. You don't want to be part of it if you don't have to, but train wrecks happen. Myersville Baptist Church incurred a train wreck in 2019. So during that season, God, that year, God had been whispering to me, hey, maybe it's time for you to move on from Summit Trace. I was the lead pastor of Summit Trace. So, God had been impressing on me, I think it's time to leave. He didn't even tell me where to go. He just kind of started going, It's time, time to make a change, Dan. And so, as I started having that conversation, I started to hear whispers Oh, man, um, I hear that maybe something's not cool going on with Myersville Baptist Church. I, I was friends with the guy who was the pastor here, a guy named John Sumter. But by the time the summer had gotten to the end of the summer, John had already moved back to Virginia. He wasn't even here anymore. So it's like, oh, okay. So God sort of gave me a nudge, and I came and talked to the people. The people who were here recognized me because I had covered for John preaching a couple of times. And by November 1st, 2019, I became the lead pastor of Myersville Baptist Church. So if you get into church replanting and when you take over another church, maybe replant is is a thing to do, but usually it takes some time to have the decision, to talk, to get people to buy into putting Myersville Baptist asleep and then raising up North Valley. However, it took us 16 days, right? In 16 days, we voted and we said, hey, let's put Myersville Baptist to bed and let's replant it as north valley church so you can see there when we made that decision we had 13 people part of part of the decision making process six of those people were from myersville baptist church they had had a train wreck that summer i brought seven people from summit trace we'll talk more about that in a minute but Summit Trace was investing into what we were doing. Just as a humorous thing, when I look back, there were zero on the kidometer. meter. Right? We had no kids. It was not an issue. So on November seventeenth, we voted, let's, let's make it North Valley Church. And so we were meeting, there was only 13 of us, instead of trying to have an awkward worship service. I said, let's just do a Bible study. That's something you do when you get churches going. So we were having a Bible study on Sunday morning. We did that up until, uh, um, I think in February, we made some transitions. But we were sitting in circles, um, doing a Bible study, started to try and have some worship services. And then COVID happened. Yay! So I've got a four-month-old church plant, and we're going to shut everything down so that we can all stay home and have COVID. Yay, that was pretty exciting. That, was, that is part of our history. You might, I mean, and I was part of a team of people, and I met regularly with other church planters. This wasn't a cool thing. Not everybody liked that. Um, for established churches, the whole COVID thing was terrible. For church plants, they had problems navigating. Whatever it was God had in mind, he worked it out for our good. During that season that we were um, we were off, I had been meeting with Grant. I'll, I'll tell you the story about how I connected with FCF and Randy Goldenberg, but in, involved in that was Grant's mom, Janet, and I was talking with Janet. Janet said something to Grant. Grant's like, oh, Dan's doing something with the church. I want to talk to Dan. So the day I went and talked to Randy, Grant said, can I talk to you for a little bit? And Grant went, Bleh. Yeah, <laughs> he does that. And After I cleaned myself off, I said, well, I man, you and I should keep talking. Let's talk. And that was like in probably October-ish, October, November um, of 2019. And so by 20, April 2020 Grant and I had met a couple of times and Grant had conv- I mean God had convicted Grant and Maddie that what they needed to do was uproot from FCF and come be part of North Valley Church. It's kind of a big deal because when Grant showed up, he kind of brought all you guys, a lot of you guys with her. And our kid percentage went from 0 to half, right? So it was kind of a big deal that God decided to make that move while we were all shut down for COVID, right? God can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Eventually, we finally opened up for public services again on 7 June. So we've been open and running since then. So that kind of feels to me like when we really got going as a church. And by July 12th, we opened North Valley Kids. You You could look at me and say, um, I replanted, I'm the pastor who replanted Myersville Baptist Church to become North Valley. If you use those words to describe me, you could use the words, Mary Mitchell planted North Valley kids. She made it happen. She invested a lot of her resources time, creativity, energy, making North Valley kids. That launched on July 12th because of all the investment that Mary Mitchell had. She played a big part in getting North Valley kids going and off the ground. Part of our history that I don't ever want us to lose sight of is that we didn't do it alone. We had partners. I alluded to Summit Trace Church. I was the pastor at Summit Trace. They meet in Frederick. When I decided that it was time to move on, and then we talked, the leadership team talked, and it's like, maybe I'll go to Myersville. And I ended up going to Myersville. I didn't just leave Summit Trace. Summit Trace sent me and encouraged me and supported me for three years. They sent financial resources to North Valley Church. They gave us money. They sent people. I I see um, Kelly Williams. She was part of the people who did that. Um, The Williams, Mary Mitchell, um, the McBrides, Millie. Um, We all came and were part of the team from Summit Trace to make that happen. While we were staffing kids' ministries and doing paint projects and stuff, Summit Trace invited people up to help make those things happen. Summit Trace played a big role in getting us to where God wanted us to be. Uh, If you've been around for a while, you've heard me tell stories about Third Day Community Church. I I was um, friends with the pastor uh, at the time. He has since passed away from cancer, but Joel Lindstrom was the pastor. He and I were friends. We opened up, we, we started um, officially meeting on November 17th as North Valley. In February of 2020, before we shut down for COVID, in February, Third Day Community Church came up here and led worship on a Sunday morning. They shut down their own worship service, and they led a worship service up here. Very cool. That was the kind of relationship me and North Valley had with Third Day Community Church. Part of my journey, I have sort of hinted at it, part of my journey was, I, I, I don't want to do this alone. I'm, I'm seeking help. So I have a history with Randy Goldenberg and Frederick Christian Fellowship. So I'm like, hey, Randy, can you help a brother out? I want to plant a church. And I did that through Janet Kreger. She's their missionary person. And and Randy, the way Randy does that for guys who want to plant a church is he does an interview process. And he interviewed me. He asked a bunch of questions. And he really liked the answers I gave. I will talk more about that in a couple of slides. But I was able to solicit the help of Frederick Christian Fellowship. If you when you walk in the door on this side you see there's a green office. I call it the green office because the walls are green inside. It's a big office space. On the left side, that used to be an office too. That was all enclosed. What you see where the coffee bar is, excuse me, the welcome center, that was all enclosed. FCF sent a team of people to do that renovation construction project and they paid for all the materials, right? So FCF is bought into and has invested in North Alley Church being who we are. I want to hang out here for one more second. I want you to catch something. Excuse me. That's important to Dan. Churches plant churches churches happen because other churches get involved and contribute right we owe our existence to those dudes on that screen and I'm grateful for them I want us I'm gonna we're gonna talk about it in a minute but that's a big deal and I want us to be that for other churches Not only did we have uh, help from churches, but we're also partnered in with some organizations. When I made this transition and started the work, we um, we connected with the Blue Ridge Baptist Association. So if you've gone through the membership class, some of these terms will mean something. If not... They'll blow over your head, but this is, this is how it works. So Blue Ridge Baptist Association, we are part of an association of churches that cover Frederick and Washington County. It's around 35, 40 churches, depending when you, when you take the temperature. They partnered in and said, we want to help you be successful. We are a member of the Blue Ridge Baptist Association. They um, have been sending money. They still send money to North Valley Church to help us pay our bills. They provide training, they provide support, they provide guidance and leadership. When we hit things, wow, how do we handle this? Right? I can lean into Bruce Connolly, who's the director of missions, and he can give me guidance. Dan, here's what I know, here's some steps I would take. And they are a very intimate partner into who we want, who we are. We are also partners, so that's in a couple of counties, we are also being partnered with the Baptist Convention of Maryland and Delaware. For those of you who don't know, hang on, we're Southern Baptists, we're associated with all those folks, it's a good thing, it's a bad thing, but we're Southern Baptists anyway, and we partnered with the Baptist Convention of Maryland and Delaware. I will talk more about some of the interaction with that. But they work with the North American Mission Board. Again, if, you're not, if you haven't been the membership classes, it's all flying over your head. The reality is they send us money every month. They've been doing it ever since we started. They are bought into supporting us and making us go. They send us money. They provide provided training. I've got friends who are part of the um, BCMD, North American Mission Board, They are intimately involved in the background, helping us be who we are. We are indebted to those organizations, helping us be here. We don't do these things alone. Churches just don't pop up by themselves. People try and do it that way, or it doesn't work out so good. We are here because other churches saw the vision and caught it. We are here because other organizations saw the vision and caught it and didn't just say, wow, that was great. They have actually done things to partner and help us be successful. When we got started, we've been on a path since then of wanting to be a healthy church, right? When Um, So if you've been here for uh, a year or four, you've heard me say, we're going to be a healthy church. You're probably tired of hearing that, which is good because we'll stop saying it today. Luke 14.28 says, Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Right? God maybe calls us to do wacky, crazy things. But it doesn't mean we don't sit down and go, okay, what does it take to do this? There's parts that we can do and make happen, and then there's parts that I don't know how this is going to happen, and I'm going to prayerfully trust that to God. But there was a moment where I had to do that. What the heck are we going to do with Myersville Baptist Church? And I had a vision of how that would work and what is it that I wanted to do. So there's a guy, uh, his name is Michael Crawford. At the time, four years ago, he was in charge of evangelism and church planting at the state level, the BCMD. I had been connected with Bruce Connolly, the, the, you know, the guy in charge of the BRBA. And he said, we need to get Michael involved in. So we had lunch one day at a Denny's. So literally, me and Bruce are sitting in a booth at the Denny's, and Michael's sitting at the booth. He's got his leg up, laying sideways. Okay, you're another guy who wants to play in the church. Tell me your story. Right? He's laid back. Blah, blah, blah. Go ahead. Give me your pitch. And I told him what God had laid on my heart. I told him that I think we can do something in Myersville. I, I told him that my, my church was partnered with me and was going to support me. I told him that I had support from that from um, FCF. I had other churches that I had relationship with. I told him that Bruce was going to be part of who I was, do, who I was going to be um, looking for support. I told him that we were going to start by just focusing on being healthy for the first three or four years. As I'm sharing those stories, Michael's attitude went from this laid back till he was turned around looking me dead in the eye by the time we were done having that conversation. And when I was done talking, he said, you know what? Guys talk to me all the time about wanting money so that they can plant a church. In my head, I've got a checklist. I've got a checklist of things that I'm looking for guys to say. You, Dan are on a list of less than five people who have ever checked off all of those check marks he says i will do anything i can to support you that's what we want we started with a plan and a vision we didn't get here by accident was god involved heck yeah but we didn't just roll out and say let's try and do that Randy Goldenberg, right? He did the same thing. Hey, Randy, can you help a brother out? And Janet warned me, hey, when you go talk to Randy, he's going to ask you a bunch of questions. I don't know what he asks. I don't know what he's looking for for an answers. But he says no to lots of guys. So you're going to go ask, and we'll see how it turns out. I said, well, thank you. Her job was to get me the opportunity to talk. And I shared the same thing with Randy. I've got support from my home church. I'm partnering with other churches, not just you. And I've got associations. I'm partnering with the Southern Baptist convention. I'm looking for them to go help me too. And then I, he asked me, what is it you're planning on doing? And I shared with him the idea of being a healthy church and, and that um, we we're going to focus on just take a couple of years and just focus on the little things that it takes to be healthy. As I'm saying that, he starts smiling and nodding his head. He's like, yeah, you know what? That's probably the thing I didn't do well when I first started was I tried to do too many things at one time, right? So if you're a leader of an organization, I want This is a takeaway. You or, your organization can't work on more than three to five goals at a time. If it gets to be more than that, you're looking at lots of things, and you're not going to accomplish any of them. It, the list needs to be three to five. We're going to focus on these. When those get accomplished, then you can move on. As part of my getting here and having the North American Mission Board, Millie and I got to spend a weekend in New Jersey. Right. If you want to, if you want to uh, hear Millie's bad side, ask her about how the weekend in New Jersey went. It wasn't a great time. They were assessing us. It wasn't a vacation. They were asking both of us hard questions about whether they were going to invest and buy into what God was doing at North Valley Church. But we passed the assessment. They've been sending us money, and I get kind letters. Millie gets gifts every once in a while. But all that was good. Because we had a plan. We had a plan. We just didn't say, let's plant, let's replant the church. We had a plan. That plan, if you've been around, you've seen this picture. You've seen this picture. North Valley Church pursues being a healthy church. As we become a healthy church, we can start pursuing our mission and vision and values. As we pursue, as a healthy church, our mission, vision, and values, we become who God wants us to be as North Valley Church. For the last four years, we've been pursuing being a healthy church. I said, we're not going to do the mission, vision, and values yet. Let's just make sure we're healthy. So if you've been around, you've seen these eight things. You're tired of me talking about them. Good. We're going to stop talking about them some today. They are empowering leadership, gift-based ministry, passionate spirituality, effective structures, inspiring worship services, Holistic small groups, need-oriented evangelism, and loving relationships. If you've been around, you've been hearing us talk about those eight things. We do a few each year. Guess what? We did them. We aren't a great church. We probably don't have them. Nothing's working 100%. Right, we can always do things better. However, we've got we have invested into all of those things and we are a reasonably healthy church. We are ready to go to the next part in the next picture. We have been pursuing a healthy church. We are ready to pursue our mission, vision and values. This sounds ridiculous. We've been here for over 4 years. We've never done that before. We've, we've never grabbed the rudder and said, what's our mission? What, are, what is our vision? What are our values? We've never done that. We are ready to do that. We are ready to start saying, what's the blue circle on there, and what is it that we need to do to be able to move in that direction? In Proverbs 29, it says... Where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, but happy is the one who keeps the law. Man, having a vision, knowing that we're all moving and working in the same direction, there's something energizing about it. There's something synergistic that starts to happen when we're like all focused and and moving and that we come from different places because we've all got different gifts and personalities and abilities. But when we all start marching in the same direction, it's exciting. It's great. We are ready to do that. If we don't have a unified vision of where we're going, we start to go like this. We start to end up in different directions. But if we all start marching in the same direction, it is really awesome, groovy, super cool. We're going to take the next five weeks and talk about our mission, our vision, and our values. We've never done it before, so we're going to just go urge and get that straight in our head. Let's, so I'm just going to give you a preview about some of those things. Our mission statement is empowering people with the grace and truth of Jesus Christ." Yeah, empowering people with the grace and truth of Jesus Christ." How cool is that, huh? It's kind of derived from the verse in John 1:17, "Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ." What does that mean? When we first started meeting in June, and, and we had this giant influx of people, and they were reading that mission statement. We've had it, but we really haven't been doing anything about it. They were reading that, and they were going, empowering people. with. I don't even know what that means, today and What does that mean? And I'm like, stick around. We'll find out in three or four years. Some of you did. Some of you didn't. But we're going to start digging into that. When people were looking at that, right behind me on my right are the words grace and truth. The word grace created a lot of confusion in people. We have a really warped sense of what God's grace is. When we think of God's grace, a lot of us um, descend into, oh, that means I'm forgiven and I'm going to get to heaven. Grace is a whole lot more than that. It's a whole lot more than that. You can't be who God wants you to be without His grace. So we're going to take a sermon and unpack that. Actually, we aren't going to do that. Grant is going to do that. So if you show up next week, you'll be able to hear Pitt G. unpack our mission statement. He's just going to take the day and t- unpack what it means to be empowering people with the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. Our vision is that we want to empower people to impact the kingdom of God inside and outside North Valley Church. One of the things that's going to come out of what we do is we're going to be talking about what it means to be a disciple. Right, Being a disciple is not a consumer mentality. Being a disciple doesn't mean I show up, get what I want out of church that day, and then I move on. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ means I am investing and furthering the kingdom of God. That I am working through the things I need to, that I am building myself up to be a contributor to what it is God is doing in North Valley Church and outside of North Valley Church. Right? What if we did a really good job at raising people up to be contributors of the kingdom of God? We would be raising up Kids leaders. We'd be raising up kids leaders and not just equipping North Valley Church, but we can start sending kids leaders to other churches because we've done such a good job of training and raising them up here that they can start helping other churches be successful too. What if we did a really good job at raising up worship leaders that we have a team of not just people who can play instruments, but people who can lead worship And that we start equipping churches. Wouldn't it be cool if like a quarter of the churches in Frederick County had worship leaders who were trained here? And not that we used them for a little while, burnt them out, and sent them away. But that we invested in them to help them be who God wanted them to be. What if we were a machine place that raised up pastors to be able to go and plant churches and be part of other successful work that God is doing outside the kingdom? What if we did that with missionaries who left the state of Maryland and did it in other states, other countries, somewhere around the world? What if we were raising up people to impact the kingdom of God both inside and outside of North Valley Church? That's what I would love for us to be. We, today, are going to grab the rudder and figure out what it looks like to take and start moving in that direction. That was our mission statement, our vision statement. In my view of the universe, the things we need to do to implement those things into us individually are what are our values. Our values are going to be healing, equipping, and commissioning. Right? We all start out as broken, messed up people before we can be effective, we kind of need to deal with the stuff that's inside. I would love to be able to say, and yeah, once you're healed, you're good. You keep going, right? I am 62 years old, and I'm still in counseling trying to figure out what my mom and dad did to me, right? It's, it's a journey. It's a process. So maybe there's an event that will be a big deal for you, woo, and you'll be able to move on, but We all need that kind of work in our life. What would it look like to be equipped, not just to hear the Word of God talked about, but help you be a better guitar player, help you be a better kids worker, to be able to help you be a better greeter, to help you be a better small group leader? What if we were equipping people to do the acts that God's called them to do? Right, We're going to equip you with the Word of God, but I also want to be able to do the other things too. And as we went through those things, and you let the Word of God and His Spirit work inside you, you would realize, great googly-muggly, I think there's something I'm supposed to do. There's a place in God's kingdom that He's uniquely built me to do, and He wants me to fulfill. And we commission you to be able to fulfill your purpose in His kingdom. Healing, equipping, commissioning. So that we're effectively being the people in God's kingdom he wants us to be. We are going to be unpacking those things over the next several weeks. Remember me saying um, we can't be and do who we want without God's grace? Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. I want us to be seeking out God's Involvement in this grabbing the rudder and moving it. So, a couple of years ago, several years ago, in Christian circles, there was this season where people got really excited about this prayer of Jabez. If you've never heard of it before, I'm just—it's like one verse in the Book of Chronicles, First Chronicles four nine. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Oh, there's no scripture, Millie. He was more honorable than his brothers. This is Friday's devotional. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And here's the trump. God granted his request. Lots of Christian folks got excited about that. Wow, we can pray for God to make us successful and keep us free from pain. We should all be praying that, and we'll all receive those blessings, and that'll be the end of it. Won't that be cool? However, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, God answered Jabez's prayer, and it lined up with what God's will for Jabez was. God's got different wills and plans for each of us. We can pray that, but God may not answer it the way he answered Jabez's prayer. So I want to remove that confusion. Just because he did it for Jabez doesn't mean he's going to do it for us. He's got other things in store for each of us. However, my point is, and the point we need to take away is, if Jabez had not prayed it, it would have not happened. If Jabez had not prayed it, it would have not happened. We can't move forward pursuing our mission, vision, and values unless we're corporately seeking God and His leadership. In light of that, I am asking each of you to pray for North Valley Church. I would love for you to pick a day. Everybody pick up your phone. You now have permission to play with your phone at church. If you know how to get to the Church Center app and go to the events, there is an announcement in there that talks about fasting and praying for North Valley Church. I would love for North Valley Church to be covered in prayer for the next 40 days. I'm not asking anybody to pray for 40 days. I'm asking you to pray for one. Pick a day and sign up. As you click into that announcement, there'll be a link that should take you to a sign-up genius page, and you can say, I'm going to pray for North Valley Church on that day. And that individually, we will be able to cover North Valley Church in 40 days of prayer. So it's going to start tomorrow and take us to like February 16th. I want somebody praying for North Valley Church every one of those days. If you are like, oh, I'd love to pray for North Valley Church, you can sign up for as many as three times. After three, the app should kick you out. But I want people praying. I don't want to go in this without having God involved in what we're doing. So let's take a moment and talk about fasting. For those of you who may not know what that means. Fasting in the Bible, the Bible's kind of funny. It actually never says, this is what fasting is and this is what you should do. There's a presumption that we all know what fasting is. You can do things like skip a meal or not eat for the day, maybe 12 hours, right? And just for that day, I'm not asking for 40, just the day you signed up, give up something. We live in a modern age. You can give up food or you could give up other technical things that are our pleasure. You can give up social media for a day. You can give up video games. What is it that you could give up so that in that moment, that day, you are focusing on God and sacrificing something to entreat and get him to hear your prayer. So think about what it is you might want to fast. While you're fasting, here's the things I would love everybody to pray about. I would like everybody on the day you pray... Ask for God's favor. We can't do this without God's leadership and involvement. Ask God to help us embrace our mission statement. We now know what it is. We're going to start talking about it on a regular basis. What does it mean if we start to put our arms around it? What does it mean to act on our values? What would it look like for us to be a church that fosters healing, equipping, and commissioning? Those are the three things that I would love each person to pray for North Valley Church on the day they are praying. God is doing some cool things at North Valley Church. I really would love for you to get excited and involved in that. right So I'm, I'm going to share a couple of stories. Um, these mugs and the ball it was I've been working on this since August. I wanted to be handing these out in October. They're really cool. However, God worked it out that they didn't show up until now. I'm supposed to be giving them out now. That's why they're here. I would love for everyone to take a mug home. And when you look, you go, oh my gosh, look. The mug matches the logo. It matches the sermon slide. How did that happen? I didn't plan that. Mary Mitchell actually realized it. Hey, do you know that the mugs we're giving away look like the series slide we made? No. God's been lining this up, so cool things happen this day. We don't talk a lot about finances at North Valley Church. Um, we're kind of passive about it, but we do, when I do talk about them, I point out tithing is a way we worship God. Right? We worship women's song, and we listen and learn um, through His Word, but when we give Money, that's a form of worship as well. Y'all worshiped, took us off this past December. December was the biggest giving month at North Valley Church in our history ever. Well done. Yay Yay, God. Well done. Praise God, right? That is a thing to me that, oh my gosh, God's working in the church. He moved people to give and worship Him Setting us up for being together to be able to pursue this. I got to meet with Grant on Thursday, and it's been a while. it had been like since before Thanksgiving since we had a chance to connect. And I connected with Grant, and it was very cool. I'm excited about the conversations he and I are going to be having with ministry leaders, preparing ourselves for the budget cycle that's coming up, and being able to cast a vision of what it is we want to do, and some very clear things that we would like to see individual ministries do. It was really cool. And I hope that you guys start to see the influence of that. Also, what came out of my chit-chat with, with Grant was that, oh yeah, there's also this rumor that there might be a couple of people who want to get baptized. Right? So I am way down. Uh-huh. I told Grant, leave Rob to me. <laughs> We're going to be baptizing some folks. I'm hoping soon. Now, we might have to wait for the weather to warm up because my rumor mill says that we need to go to a river. But we're going to make that happen. And we're going to be baptizing people. God's at work, folks. Yay, God. I would like to ask the band to come back up. And while they are, I would like for you to go... Where is it that I fit in this? Everybody within the sound of my voice, if you are listening on the podcast, you can be part two. Sign up and pray. Start paying attention to what God is doing. Look for God working in your life and in the life of North Valley Church. And celebrate those moments. Be prayerful, seeking Him and giving Him an opportunity to let you know how He wants to heal, equip, and commission you with your role in his kingdom. Would you pray with me? Dear Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you that you have a plan. You showed me a way, the things that I could do to be able to get North Valley Church up off the ground. But I know that you're not done. You are still engaged with your church. And we are in what for me is an uber exciting moment where we get to grab the rudder and start our next journey and pursuing being the church that you've always meant for us to be. Thank you for helping us be healthy to this point. And Lord, I pray that you would continue to walk with us and guide us and strengthen us as we pursue being who we are uniquely as North Valley Church. In Jesus' name, amen.